Six new members of the New York State FFA officer team were recently elected, and they are my guests on this week's Young Farmer podcast. Hello again, I'm Chris Torres, your host. I recently sat down with a six-member team via Microsoft Teams while they were getting ready to go on a trip. We talked about their experience thus far as a team, what their goals are for the coming year, being advocates for ag ag education, and some interesting things people may not know about them. If you see an FFA member, please thank them for their service and let them know how important it is to advocate for ag education. And as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. So this is one of my favorite times of year, and uh, and this is actually one of my favorite podcasts I like to do. I do this with uh, with a couple of uh, FFA teams, state FFA teams in the region, and today we have the 2022-23 New York State Officer Team. Hi, everyone. Hi. So um, let's go through some introductions, if you will. Um, we have six people on the call today. So uh, if we can go one by one and just identify yourself, your uh, first and last name, the uh, the school you attend, and, uh, and and what your role is on the state officer team. So anybody wants to go ahead. All right. My name is Elizabeth Shepherdstein. I go to the Vernon Verona Sherrill High School, and I'm this year's state treasurer. My name is Maya LaFave. I go to the Stockbridge Valley Central School, and this year I'm the state president. My name is Annette Prezano. I go to Stissing Mountain Junior Senior High School, and I am the state secretary. My name is Morgan Craven. I go to Hamilton Central School, and I am this year's state sentinel. My name is Christian Gilsis. I go to John Brown High School, and I am this year's reporter. My name is Hunter Smigel. I go to Greenville Central School, and I am this year's vice president. Okay, well, how does it feel so far being a team? It feels great. We really had uh, time this weekend to um, kind of find all of our strengths and weaknesses and, you know, really get to have a connection, um, not only through FFA, but through our experiences more. Um, so that's been really uh, helpful. And who was that who was just speaking? Uh, Annette Prezano. Sorry. Okay, Annette. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, again, happy to have you here. And uh, and let's just let, let's just, you know, have a little bit of fun with this podcast. And I guess the first question I want to throw out there is, you know, your thoughts on on being an officer this year and uh, and what your goals are. Um, anybody can start. My name is Annette Prezano, and one of my main goals this year is um, really to just get to know um, not only myself uh, in a better way and how, you know, I am an effective leader, but uh, ways that that impacts not only my team, but the members around New York State. Yeah, um, my name's Morgan, and I would have to agree with what Annette said. I definitely want to grow and um, get to know myself and the members, but I think my biggest goal is to impact at least one member. I'm Maya LaFave, and my biggest goal for this year is definitely to give back to the organization because it has given so much to not only myself and all of my teammates, but all the members across the state. My name is Christian Gilsonis, and as a leader, we usually think that we're going to be the only ones teaching our members, but I'm really excited, and one of my major goals is to learn as much from um, our members as possible. My name is Elizabeth Shepherdstein, and one of my biggest goals this year is to definitely get out there and connect with the members and get, it, get the members excited to get back and going with it, New York FFA. Yeah, um, Hunter Smigel, and probably what I'm looking forward to the most is pretty much already been said, it's really to connect 
uh, form connections with the members, to grow with the members, to help lead the members, and yeah, just make an impact. So how did it feel when you guys got the call to be on the on the state officer team during convention? So actually how it works is that we went through a selection process in, I believe it was March into April. So we knew that we were going to be on the slate before state convention. And ah, then, okay. Yes. And then we went to state convention and we were officially elected in by the members. Ah, okay. So it wasn't really a surprise then? Well, it was a surprise at selection. The entire weekend, we didn't know who would be on the slate until the last day. There were there okay. were also 10 people that yes. ran for um, six positions. So there was, like Maya said, a lot of um, nervousness and excitement when the slate got finally announced. Sure. Well, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Each one of you can go. You know, we'll do this one at a time. Tell me a little bit about yourselves and and uh you know um if you have an ag background and if you don't have, have an ag background that's okay but each one of you individually you know again just just tell just uh identify yourself by your first name and just tell me a little bit about yourself all right this is elizabeth and i grew up showing brown swiss dairy cattle throughout new york state and eventually grew up showing all over the united states and through showing, you know, I was really able to really connect with agriculture in some ways that other kids can't. It just provided me, you know, me with so many leadership opportunities just in general that I've been able to grow. This is Maya. I actually don't have a specific agricultural background. I'm about three generations removed from the farm, but I do have a passion for it. I love taking ag classes in school and I get involved in as many ways as I possibly can with the resources that FFA and agricultural education can provide me. Uh, let me let me let, let me just let me just before the next one goes. I mean, Maya. So so, what gets you so excited about agriculture and being involved in this organization? I'm curious. Okay, well, it's really important. Obviously, we all need to eat, and our population is growing. It's projected to reach nine or ten billion by 2050. And I feel like agriculture education is an amazing way to make not only young people but everybody aware of the importance of it in our lives. I just I, and 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 that's the thing. I mean, when I hear somebody, because uh, I don't have an agricultural background myself, so um, it's one of those things where you know, when especially on an FFA team, when somebody doesn't have an ag background, I'm always very curious to know, you know, how they actually grew their passion for agriculture, and uh, you know, and how that um, how that could possibly impact their their role as a state officer. So I apologize that the next person can go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, no problem. Um, my name is Annette, and I grew up, uh, I did not have an ag background when I was younger, but I actually purchased my own um, dairy goats when I was nine years old. I mean, obviously, along with the help of my parents, but um, my passion for agriculture really came from showing both uh, dairy and meat uh, goats through almost, it's almost, almost been 10 years uh, since I started, but it really showed me that um, Animals teach everybody responsibility and dedication to, in my uh, area, agriculture. But even if you grew up with chickens and have to feed them every day, you're still learning responsibility and um, learning to take uh, take responsibility for you know things that you have to do in your life. That's great. That's great. Okay, who wants to go next? Um, my name is Morgan, and I'm kind of just like Maya. I didn't grow up on a farm, but none of my family has like a farm background. So I got into FFA because I had older like cousins who enjoyed it, and a lot of my friends were into it. So that's how I got into it. But then I like really discovered a passion for the greenhouse and horticulture 
through our school's greenhouse. So I'm now the manager of that. And I also joined because of all the opportunities that FFA has given me and will continue to give me. That's great. And so, and so what have you learned? I mean, is there, what have you learned most about agriculture, you know, in this, in this journey of yours? Yeah. So I've learned so many that it's hard to just dial in on one specific thing, but I think the biggest thing that I've taken away is the opportunities because um, I didn't obviously didn't grow up on a farm and I really had no idea that agriculture was more than just the farmers and um, the things like that. But I've learned so much like with my public speaking and with my leadership and how to be on a team through ways in agriculture. That's great. Who wants to go next? My name is Christian. I do not have an agriculture background. I'm from New York City. Um, so I am taking more of the agriculture communications route. So I love um, speaking about agriculture. Um, I specialize in urban agriculture and I have hosted webinars with local New York City um, urban agriculture organizations for people all over the world um, on all topics urban agriculture. Um, so I definitely appreciate um, and recognize all the other agriculture methods across the state. Um, but I specifically love urban agriculture and I am excited to spread that love. Well, you know what? I like you already because my first name is Christian as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so as I understand, Christian, the John Brown FFA, that is that located in the city? Yes, John Brown is located in New York City, specifically in Flushing, Queens. Okay, wonderful. What what you know what what makes you love urban agriculture so much? Um, I so there is one farm um, in particular in Queens, um, and there's botanical gardens. So through those, I was able um, through those places, I was able to um, be introduced into agriculture. Um, but there's really no other agricultural specific places around New York City that you're able to farm or um, garden or do any of that stuff so um, specifically those places that was what really made me have an interest in agriculture in general and then that's when I found urban agriculture and how um, it's different how we don't do the same things as other places in New York and that's what really made me fall in love how um, different agriculture could be but how we're all still the same and how we still have one similar passion that's great that's great okay so who wants to go next yeah, uh, my name is Hunter, and like many others on the team, I do not have an agricultural background. Um, so that has really kind of put me in a special position to grow throughout FFA and the opportunities that it offers. Uh, I joined FFA or became a part of um, our chapter in sixth grade. And then I had at my house chickens and a rabbit, but that was to the extent of my agriculture <laughs> knowledge. So, you know, that. The, just the ability to start then and then get here now through the leadership opportunities and the knowledge of agriculture has really been been a blessing. I just find it I, I find it fascinating that you know there's 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 several of you that don't have a background in agriculture and uh, and you're on the state officer team. I think that's a fascinating thing, and I also think that's a great thing, especially here in the Northeast. You know where uh, you know farming is uh, is under a lot of pressure. You know the ag industry is under a lot of pressure, but um, you know there's there's still a lot of people who are really who are really passionate about it. So, um, so I know it's really early and you guys just got elected to, well, you, you've been elected to the state team, I guess, technically for a couple of months. So, you know, you just had convention and that sort of thing. Um, you know, in terms of the, in terms of the next few months, um, you know, what do you have, what are you going to have going on as a, as a team? And anybody can go ahead and again, just identify yourself by your, by your first name. 
So my name is Maya, and we've got a pretty packed summer. We have FFA uh, camp at Camp Oswegatchie coming up, where a few of us will be going up for each week and interacting with members and also building on our leadership skills as well to get ready for the year to come. We also have the State Officer Summit in Washington, D.C. in towards the end of July, which we'll be going to together. We also have the Access Conference, which is in August, and that's to help kids explore different agriculture colleges. And then we also have the State Fair we'll be attending towards the end of the summer. Oh, that's wonderful. So, you know, and again, any of you can, can answer this question, but you know, I'm sure that you probably met with the last state officer team, members of the last team. Um, what, what did you learn from them? I mean, did they give you any advice on, on, on what it's like to be a state officer and uh, advice on how to survive this hectic schedule that you're about to, about to go on? So this is Elizabeth, and one thing that I've definitely learned and taken upon myself from the past officer team is that you have to remember to take every moment for what it's worth, and remember to slow down and really enhance and take in every experience that you're gonna that you're gonna experience because it is all for the members. But at the same time, you're, you're trying to grow yourself as a leader, and you're not gonna do that if you just charge straight through every opportunity that's given to you. Remember to slow down and take it all in. Well said. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, this is Annette, and my biggest takeaway from uh, meeting with the state officers and last year uh, being a district president and, and serving um, kind of under and alongside the uh, state officers last year um, is that you're going to have uh, many opportunities that you think that you want to quit, but it's really um, what you do with your ideas um, to make you a better leader. Um, and how you improve yourself uh, based on those thoughts and, um, you know, try to just understand that not everything is going to be a perfect ray of sunshine. And, you know, that's one of the biggest ways that we grow as leaders and, and help initiate change. Christian, um, I feel like the past state officers played a big role in um, us being here. I feel like we could, I could confidently say that because of how they provide us with inspiration. So literally they help us with everything. So like we could reach out to them as um, as a regular member, you could reach out to a state officer, they will help you um, and serve as inspiration. And I've seen that um, for all my years in FFA. And I feel like that's why it feels like such a family. And that's why I was able to confidently run and write speeches because I'm able to take inspiration from them. and. Uh, they they serve as such role models. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, this is Hunter. Um, the past state officer teams and even um, state officer teams before have been they've been very influential in I think everyone's journey throughout FFA. I know there, mm -hmm. there's someone that everyone looks up to and admires, especially when you're a younger member. You you kind of you look up to them and they're kind of an authority figure. And um, but I think being in that position now puts us in a in a special place where we can have that impact and influence on on the members this year and um, for years to come hopefully so learning from you know the state officers in the past and just being able to apply kind of what we've accumulated in our experiences with them throughout our FFA journeys is going to be quite special yeah this is Morgan I pretty much agree with everything that everybody has said but the biggest thing I've taken away is to take every opportunity but also slow down and enjoy every opportunity. That's wonderful. Let, let's let's have a little bit of fun here. So um, 
you know, now everybody knows, you know, a little bit about your backgrounds and, and what your goals are for being on the team. But, you know, what is one thing that not many people know about you that you think with is is uh, is interesting? What's one thing, you know, one hobby, one interest or something that, uh, that each one of these has that not many people know about you? Um, and again, whoever wants to start first, go go right ahead. All right. So um, <laughs> so this is Annette. Um, one very odd, interesting hobby that I have is um, so this year I was able to take a class in high school and I was actually it was a mandatory class. But um, <laughs> I I took economics in uh, the fall, actually, and because I am a current well, current senior graduating in a week. <laughs> um, but Congratulations, I, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I have a real passion for uh, economics and and small budgeting, um, you know, projects, and that is kind of something that people don't really uh, understand that I or understand why I like it, um, because it's a lot of math and a lot of um, organizing. But that's something that I would do in my free time if I were able to. <laughs> that's great. Sounds like we have a future accountant here. <laughs> Possibility. All right, who wants to take a stab at it next? This is Christian. I feel like one of, or something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I used to have a collection of houseplants. <laughs> um, <laughs> over 50 houseplants I had. Um, in one indoor greenhouse, I guess that's like two boxes. I had an indoor greenhouse, like indoor, like, like not <laughs> outside. Like it was a small indoor greenhouse that I had my in my bedroom, because again, New York City, not a lot of space. Um, with over 50 houseplants and I like that's how I gained all my houseplant experience and that's why I was able to do all these webinars is because of that and not a lot of people know that. So, <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Is, is there a particular houseplant that you that you, that really stood out to you? One particular plant that you really liked? We could go on for days and days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if like people in the city know or who know about me know that peperomias, if you know, you know um why how how good they are so if you have free time um search up peperomias and all about it all right i'm gonna do that after i'm done here um okay so who who wants to take a stab at it next um so this is morgan and kind of like in net i had the opportunity to take a class but i took mine last year and it was the ag mechanics class that we have and I didn't particularly sign up to be in ag mechanics. I just kind of got thrown into it. So it was very interesting because I got the opportunity to learn how to weld. And that was something that I never like imagined myself doing. But I ended up really, really enjoying it. And like, I actually was pretty good at it. I mean, not if you ask all the other boys in my class. But, like, I think I was really good at it. And I had a really good time doing it. And if you ask my teacher, she'll say that I was... Um, reluctant to do it at first but I definitely I think I mean and that was me growing and that was an opportunity because I didn't want to do it I was like I'm one of the only girls in this class like it's going to be horrible they're going to make fun of me but like it was so much fun and everybody was so understanding and now I call myself a pro welder <laughs> that's awesome do you actually weld your own things now no <laughs> that's coming soon that's coming soon the opportunity to I probably would weld something again I made um a little frog like out of horseshoes and I gave it to my aunt and that was my top notch um that was a high point in my career <laughs> hey that's awesome that's awesome 
Next up, okay. This is Maya. And a fun fact about me that most people don't know is that actually I wasn't going to join FFA in the first place. My mom works at my school though, and she's friends with my ag advisor. And she marched sixth grade Maya down to the room and said, you're doing it. And I was kind of mad then, but I just went to the first meeting and everyone was so warm and welcoming. And my advisor like signed me up for competitions without telling me, which was actually a really good experience, experience because I honestly, um, now that I've been so successful, I've met all of these amazing people, I think back to how I almost didn't get that chance. And if it wasn't for my outside influences and my parents, I probably wouldn't be here. So I want to be able to influence other people so they also don't miss out on all these chances. Oh, that's awesome. And you're very, very well spoken. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so who's next? All right, so this is Elizabeth, and kind of going off what Christian said, especially this past year, I found a new love for succulents. No idea where it came from because I wasn't really much of a plant girl to begin with, but this past year at our school, we went from like 20 succulents to 70 succulents, and that's all because like any free time that I had, I'd have, i go down to the greenhouse and I'd replant the succulents and I'd transplant them to just continuously grow our succulent population and Although my ag teacher might be a little bit upset about it because, you know, it's <laughs> multiplied so much, he'll get over it and it'll be okay. <laughs> That's great. Okay, any anybody else? Yeah, so this is Hunter. Uh, probably a hobby of mine that not many people know about would be golfing. <laughs> it's a little, I know it's a little out there compared to the rest of but I do actually thoroughly enjoy golfing. I may not be the best at it. I'm actually very far from it, oh um, but but I do like I just enjoy going out with like friends and family sometimes, uh, just getting some quality time and uh, yeah, not not too in depth, but that is just a hobby of mine. That's something that I really enjoy doing. And the weather right now is perfect for golfing, isn't it? Indeed. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I guess the last question um, we'll we'll do this one as the as the last question then, guys. So, you know, again, you have a you have a big year coming up here. Um, you know, um, you're going to have a lot of events that you're going to be attending and events, of course, that you're probably going to help organize. You guys have touched on it a little bit in terms of, you know, how you want to communicate with with your members and all that sort of thing. But, um, you know, as a team, how do you hope to make an impact this year? This is Annette. Um, this is just one of the things, the many things that we've discussed as a team. Um, but again, coming off of COVID, um, and having a really a, a big struggle um, trying to connect with members and making chapters um, aware of you know the the influence that state officers still have. This year, hopefully, we'll have a regular year. And even last year's state officer team had a little bit uh, of a trouble or a difficult time, um, you know, connecting and getting actual events done um, as far as the COVID impact because they would be canceled. We really hope to actually show members that. Uh, New York State FFA is still here. Um, we're still influential and we really uh, want to accept everybody who's willing um, to join because we want them to understand that this year is going to be hopefully the one that's going back to normal. This is Elizabeth and going off what Annette said, you know, everything we do, it's all about the members. It's all about, you know, making sure that the members are having fun, making sure that the members are aware of all the opportunities that New York FFA has to offer and it's members, members, members is something that we definitely as a team have talked a lot about and that all of the most of the goals that we have this year is all going to be based around the members and make sure that they're having a good time and getting every opportunity that they have thrown at them. Um, this is Morgan. We've also talked about how important it is for all of us to make an impact. 
and to make sure that each member knows that like they have they can always reach out to us so i think that's one of the most important things for us as a team is to make an impact this is maya um kind of going off of what my teammates said i just want to send a message to everybody listening even if you have graduated high school or you weren't an ffa or you were and again you graduated you can still get involved and help your local ffa members you can become an alumni or supporter and there are so many different diverse ways that you can get involved in ffa because FFA and agriculture are just very much open to everyone willing to lend a helping hand or that's even interested in any of it. So definitely look into it if even if you weren't involved as a student or if you are a student and you want to get involved, I highly recommend it. It is the best decision you will ever make. Oh, yes, this is Christian. <laughs> Going off what Maya said, um, all these new member opportunities um, allows all everyone to grow. So it's all about growth. Um, so. And also remind and remembering that all the state officers were there where you are right now. Um, so we were young, we, we were questioning <laughs> it about FFA, um, and then we jumped out of our comfort zone. We jumped into it. We had so much fun. We competed. We went to conventions, uh, to nationals. It was all amazing. So just being able to grow and be here now is something so special that we're able to show our members today. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Hunter. And uh, something that we really do want to, uh, as a team, work on this year is grow the number of chapters across the state, especially, you know, like Annette said, originally coming out of COVID, you know, if there have been members or chapters or people out there that have maybe um, fallen off, I guess, uh, coming back strong and, uh, you know, coming back with the increase in chapters and growing overall membership, I think we're approaching 10,000 members in New York really, really, really quickly. So that will be a huge milestone and you know, increasing the number of chapters will certainly help with that. Well, I, I just want to add on to Hunter Christian again, going back to the whole growth and involvement, all the benefits that FFA offers, um, if we already have over 152 chapters in New York State, why not add more to impact even more students? There's uh, there's an unlimited amount of opportunities in FFA. So gathering as many people as we can, um, because it's that amazing. Because we it's it's really great to get not just experience as a student right now, but for the future. So expanding all over New York State. Of course, we have um, upstate where we have lots of big farms and lots of students dedicated in their supervisor experience in farming, crops, or livestock. But then we have the city downstate where I'm from, and I'm able to show all the students that even though I don't have that much, well, I don't have experience at all in large farms, um, but I'm still able to appreciate them and learn about them and dive deep into urban farms and share that with people upstate. That's all what it's about. So, yeah. Well, guys, you have a very eclectic group, and uh, you know, um, I really appreciate the time. Thank you, for, thank you very much for being on the podcast, and uh, enjoy your summer. Thank you, thank you so much. And thanks again for the New York State FFA Officer Team for joining me today. More can be found on the website of the New York State FFA Team. You will find some links at the bottom of the episode page, so go check that out. Thanks again for listening to the Young Farmer Podcast, and we'll see you next time.